0: Today's show brought to you by Kavla for Men powered by Testafin. Kavla for Men acts as a natural anabolic enhancer that turns away stubborn belly fat, restores lost energy, and even helps build strength and lean muscle. More importantly, Kavla for Men can give you back the confidence you need for better physical and mental performance at work, at home, and even in the bedroom. Optimize your physical performance, build stronger and leaner muscles fast, improve your mood, and feel stronger and younger with Kavla for Men powered by Testafin. K-A-V-L-A. Look for kavla for men on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Amazon, and on the web at KavlaForMen.com. Episode and We tw- are
1: rocking. Yeah, episode 20. I was excited. 20 episodes deep. We're almost old enough to drink. Almost <laughs> <laughs> almost. One more episode. And yeah, we we should we will we'll ep- we'll celebrate episode 21 with a beverage. It doesn't matter what time it is. it could be early morning, we'll still crack open, crack open a beverage. you can have non-alcohol. you can have a mocktail. well,
2: I think that's what they do at D- I think that's what Tim and them do anyway. I think you know at every live performance they have they're they're drinking at eight o'clock in the morning, isn't it
1: and isn't that's yeah, they're drinking real they're they're drinking real alcohol though
2: oh yeah, that's true, that's yeah. true. Well, it's, speaking it's of alcohol like, what, what did you do you did something this weekend with alcohol, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did a show in San Angelo, Texas at a winery. It was actually a crystal ball, Texas, about 20 minutes from San Angelo at a winery. And it was hilarious. It was an outside <laughs> show. Like it was, there was, I. this is the first time I've ever been heckled by a wedding. And there was a wedding going on at another spot in the vineyard <laughs> and their, their reception music was bleeding through. Um, the sound system was on a trailer. And so I was oh just my like, God, I, I was like, I was like, finally, I was like, finally, I'm performing at a venue that reads my contract. So I was like, I demand to perform in front of a trailer. Not the kind my grandpa lived used to live in, but the kind he towed his Camaro on. That's what I need. <laughs> a flatbed trailer with a sound system on it. The sun was setting at my back, so everyone was blinded. They all had their sunglasses on. It was,
2: I just saw a silhouette of you?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it was a hot mess, but I made it fun, and everyone had a good time. Sold a bunch of t-shirts. Uh, my favorite part, though, was I'm not a wine drinker. And so um, I started making everyone chug their wine. So and then the wow. owners of the winery came out with bottles and were filling up people's little glasses. And we were all just taking wine like shots, just chugging it down.
2: I was going to say, what's the difference between a chug and a shot? So that was my favorite part. Yeah, like a glass of wine. Well, if I shoot a glass of wine, like that's a like a 16-ounce. Like so y'all, y'all chugging 16 ounces of
1: wine? Yeah. It's like a big shot because a glass of wine – no, a <clears> glass <throat> of wine should be four ounces. Correct. Um, so it's – it's you know it's less than half a beer so you can you can pound that like a shot a chug would be like a pint of beer where it takes several i mean unless you got that throat skills you know that deep throat skills where you just knock back uh yeah, you know yeah. it's a couple couple little gulps to <laughs> yeah, never, never. never had it you're a little quick you're a little quick to admit that right there
2: i can put my little pinky up though whenever i'm drinking i've never drank wine in my life what are you talking about wine yeah, is five liquor's great. liquor's quicker yeah right?
1: yeah i did pinky up when we were chugging that wine so uh what excitement did you have
2: oh shit i think this guy this morning was drinking wine since six o'clock in the morning i had a road rage situation so my wife's out of town so i'm taking care of my son and i'm taking him to summer camp i came to you know how when you're driving you don't know if you're supposed to go left or you're supposed to go right so i was actually in the left hand lane right this big Truck, you know, he's literally, he's probably two car lengths between him and the car in front of him. I was in the left hand lane, but I needed to get in the right hand lane and turn right. So I back all the way up and I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm going to turn right. But literally, I I need about a foot. He had about six feet between him and his car. So he had his window down. I rolled my window down, said, Hey, do you mind if you move up a foot? And if that son of a crackerjack didn't look at me and say, Yeah, as soon as my light turns green, and I'm like, and literally, I was stunned. I mean, I'm like, I said, dude, I just need a foot. Can you move up just a foot? And he goes, well, if you knew where the F you're going, you wouldn't, I wouldn't have to move up. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so right then the, the light turns green. He, he sits there and I'm like, what are we trying to prove? Okay. So he finally moves up. He scoots up. I go next to him. He stops. rolls his window down on the other side and starts yelling at me again. Yeah. And I'm and I'm just like, okay, yeah. thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> I mean, I think it probably made him more mad because it didn't upset me. And I'm like, hey, thanks. Have a good day. Because I don't know what this guy's packing. Because he's because he's driving this. I mean, I don't know. I, I, that's mm-hmm. the first time I've ever had that experience happen to me. I'm like, hey, just move up a foot. I will as soon as my freaking light turns green. I'm like. All right, dude. Have a good day. That is, so if that's,
1: that is funny.
2: I think he was chugging wine.
1: He's chugging wine, celebrating Truck Month. You know what I mean? Just having a good time.
2: Is it really celebrating <laughs> Truck Month? I would. I wouldn't. Doubt yeah, it.
1: man. It happens twelve times a year, man. You got to celebrate <laughs> it when you can.
2: Man, I'm telling you, it's, I, I mean, I mean, literally, my car could have gone underneath his truck. It, it didn't matter. That's how big this truck was, right? But uh, yeah, he man. had he had some point to prove that he was not going to let this little guy with a car you know with a 6 year old in a car seat pass him. he had <laughs> he had a, he had a stand to make
1: all right so, man we got a great episode here uh, it's, uh our weekend stories just starting it, starting the episode off uh we got a great episode um today excited to talk about this episode 20 when you're our age when you're 40 and above and you're active and exercising injuries are going to happen and that's what we're talking about today we are talking about coming back from injuries. So Chris, more specifically, what injury were you overcoming?
2: So I've had back injuries ever since 10th, 11th grade, right? Happened in football. And uh, it, it's hurt me all. It's, it, it's been there all my life. It's been there in the, in the Marines. It was there powerlifting, bodybuilding. And I basically had a guy who would just level my pelvis. And 80, over 90% of back injuries are not acute. I mean, it's usually just a misalignment of the pelvis, lower cross syndrome. Every MRI I've got, Received has always said the same thing. You know, bulging disc, generative disc, L4, L5, all these insurance terms, so they can basically write off through insurance. So I've always said no, no, no. Well, as you know, three years ago, and I basically, I don't know if I jumped or I fell. I'm gonna call it jump. So I jumped off the tree, hit the ground, and everything went. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything went. Like a ninja went, warrior. Uh, yeah, I did a double backflip. Well, yes, yeah, I could have been on the. I did a double backflip with a half twist gainer, hit the ground, and everything just went white. I mean, I'm talking about like I got hit by lightning by the time we got through moving the tree limbs from the front, the back to the front, my left leg wouldn't move. So for about two years, I tried to rehab myself. And basically, by the end of the day, I had no feeling in my legs. I'm talking about end of the day, two years later, when it was time for me to finally go get surgery. I said, dude, just get the numb. I can handle the back. I can't handle the numbness of my legs. So the first thing I had to do was go get neck surgery. They thought it was a, what happened was it was a, uh, it's called ACDF, uh, anterior cervical dissectomy. So what happens is, is if it's supposed to be 14 millimeters between it, mine was at a six or a four. It's going, it was going the wrong way. A couple of years ago, it was around an eight, but now it's around a six. Nice doctor. His name is Dr. Staub. He looked like Doogie Hauser when he walked in. But he, he said, look, <laughs> this is what it's showing. You know, I, I understand that your back's bothering you. I understand that you don't have any feeling in your legs. But really what I'm concerned about is your neck. He says, now, you don't have to do the surgery today, but I wouldn't wait another – I wouldn't wait a month. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. He said, because literally you can step up a curb, go myoplegic on me, can't really help you. Okay? So the first thing I got was neck surgery. Cut your neck, move your trach over, move everything over. Go in there and put a little plate in there, you know, like a think of a mouthpiece and they lift that vertebrae up and then they put two screws in it and you heal. Takes about six weeks, seven weeks to heal. That was the first one that I had. And coming back from that, you know, of course, they tell you don't do anything stupid. That's pretty broad. What is stupid? Uh, Walking or riding a horse? I don't know what, there's a big variance in there, what stupid means to me. So that injury, I just basically, I lifted, started about six weeks, but I stated linear. So all I did was just did unilateral lifting. I just, I had bands and I was just doing real slow controlled movements. Let's get to the back because 88% of the people listening to this right now has had back issues, has back issues, but a majority of you guys are going to have back issues sometime.
1: Before we jump have, right into that, I wanna I wanna yeah. I wanna back the party train up real quick. So what did you do in the two years from when you jumped off the ladder ninja style, injured yourself, and then you said two years later you finally got to the doctor, you were just trying to do self-rehab for twenty four months?
2: Man, it was just the weirdest thing. Like one day, one night my abductor I would cramp up. I basically different things were firing differently. So at night I would wake out my abductor, my inside of my legs would cramp up on me. Uh, so I learned how to live with that. They would probably cramp up four or five times a night. Uh, sometimes my hamstrings would cramp up on me. So in the gym, if you ever heard the term, your glutes not firing correctly, well, at least I know what it means because (laughs)
1: Tiger Woods made that famous.
2: (laughs) Tiger Woods made that famous. And everybody's like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah. Glutes firing. So, I mean, literally I would be walking and I would just hit and it would just, my hamstring would go out and my glute would go out. So I, you know, I did I did a lot of glute exercises. I, I lost all the strength in my lower for single leg squats and all that kind of stuff. So I just did a lot of asymmetric stuff, trying to get my glutes to, to fire. Is really what I
1: did. Um, so basically, from the falling out of the tree ladder injury, it took you twenty four months to kind of narrow it down of what the actual injury was.
2: Yeah, it just it took me twenty four months to go to the doctor. I didn't want to go to the doctor, but
1: why did it take you twenty four months to go to the doctor? They're going
2: to because they're going to say the same thing. It's, so I got the MRI done and they're they're telling me the same crap, right? They're telling me okay. the same thing. Oh, you got back. It's it's your it's your lower back. It's your back. It's your back. Well, I was training a PA at the time. And the PA, the physician assistant was for a neurologist, neurosurgeon. And I said, hey, can you read an MRI? And she goes, yeah. So I said, can you do me a favor and read this MRI? So she's reading the MRI and she says, yeah, I can see what the back is. I can see what they're saying. The back have any problems. But has anybody talked about your neck? So she said, yeah, this, this number right here, that's around at six, it should be 14. So you're basically, that's compressed against your spinal cord. So you're getting firing and wiring, something's hitting that spinal cord and causing, you know, muscles to not fire correctly. I mean, literally my gait was off. I couldn't walk my left leg. I couldn't, I couldn't jump. I mean, I couldn't do a jumping jack. I mean, it was my kid, my six-year-old kid, can beat me racing, running. So I'm trying to run and do everything I can. I fell in the lake one time. I mean, dude, that's hard for a man that's athletic as I as I am to fall in a lake to get my because my granddaughter dropped the fishing pole in the water. So I'm like, well, I can get it. You know, it's only fifty degrees. So I basically, you know, how sometimes you look in the water and it looks like it's five feet and it's really like yeah, ten feet. So I go down, I try to, So I, I'm just going to step in and I'm going to basically grab it with my foot. So then I, I jump in the water and then I realize, oh, crap. And I got to go down in this cold ass water to get, the, to get the pole. So I go down, try to get it. My foot slipped, <clears throat> my hamstring cramps up. I'm sitting there trying to get up. Now I'm basically just straddling the side of the bank. They're sitting there laughing at me. My and I'm so literally I'm I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna get up out of this out of the lake, you know. So that's whenever I was like, man, you know, you might want to go see somebody with this. So that's that was the turning point. So I the reason so the, answer, the question you have is why did it take me falling so long? Of- that the falling off into the lake, not being able to get up out of the lake. I mean, literally I had to pull myself up like like this, pull up like that, throw my legs around, and lay there for a second. Freezing my butt off. So
1: so we went so from that's... chronic back issues, falling off the ladder in the tree, thinking it was a uh, similar to just... what you had before. Turns out it was in the neck. Got that mm-hmm. diagnosed. Because I've had a similar issue. I had, uh, I don't know what I did. I woke up one day with a with, uh, pain in my shoulder. To shorten the story, it turns out it was a pinched nerve in my neck, and I went through a variety of symptoms, pain in the shoulder. Then it went to my elbow. Then my right hand went numb where I couldn't use my right hand. It took a while to figure it out, but it was actually a pinched nerve in my neck. did some decompression therapy on my neck and got relief after the first session. So I did that for wow. a while. So yeah, the neck, crazy. How well, if you get tr- just anything in the, the nervous system thrown off there in the neck? Just like you said, you can feel it all over your body, you know? And on well, really I,
2: an I was asymptomatic on it. Mine was C3, C4. That was the, that was where the, uh, the narrowing was what you have right there is it would be some of the symptoms that people would have for C3, C4, you know, because I studied, I studied a gymnast and I studied, a, uh, people who went through the surgery. It was the numbness and the legs. The yeah. fact that I would stand there, literally my legs would go numb. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I can't move my legs. That surgery come off of that, go right into the back surgery. The back surgery was in December third, and because the neck took longer than the back to heal, December third, twenty twenty. Remember, yep. the neck—the neck had nothing to do with the numbness of my legs. He was just concerned about that narrowing. If something happened, and, and if I did hit the ground wrong, that it basically paralyzed me. So that was his concern. He was like, I, ah, and "I'm saying, okay. yeah, I'm asymptomatic, dude. I don't have any of the referral that you had going down your neck and your arm and your." Lateral of the leg of the hands, nothing. I had no pain, nothing. He's like, You can you can hold a glass, you can hold this, you can hold that. And he says, Man, I, I can't explain it, but I couldn't explain it to the board, but you shouldn't you shouldn't you should be in pain. And I said, Well, I'm not in pain in my neck, I'm in pain in my freaking my legs going numb. So So the, the neck first
1: thing, didn't the, no. the issue with the neck wasn't causing the the leg numbness?
2: So, so I went to a neurosurgeon. I went to three neurosurgeons and two, two neurologists. Just remember, guys, if you have back injuries or whatever, or, or neck injuries, go to somebody who deals with nerves. I don't yes. know how to say it nicely. Don't go to an orthopedic. They don't deal with nerves. Go to a freaking neurosurgeon who deals with nerves. Okay. A lot of people go to orthopedics who deal with, they bang and slang shoulders and knees and hips. That's what they're good at. But the ones who deal with your nerves, like your neck and your back and stuff, Those are neurologists. Those are neurosurgeons. That's just common sense, in my opinion. So, yeah, that that, the neck did nothing for me. So I basically, you know, it was something that was a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. It's the fact that I didn't have any symptoms.
1: Preventative. It was more preventative.
2: That's all it was was preventative. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if it ain't hurting, let's not let's not work. But so I went and got that. Plus, I met my deductible. So it cost me like four bucks. So then he said, let's do the back. So the the back was actually he. I'm studying every kind of back surgery there is, and he comes in. He says, "Well, we're going to do a microdisectomy." I said, "What?" And he said, "A microdisectomy." I said, "Look, I've been to four different neurologists, neurosurgeons. And nobody's mentioned microdisectomy." And he kind of looked at me and said, "Well, some doctors know two types of surgery for your back. I've gone to school. I know. I know a lot more." He said it in a nice way. He just said, "Look, I have more education than these guys." There's something out there called microdisectomy. I basically make a little placement, go in, go in, right, and cut it, get out, and we're done. I thought they're going to go in and fix the nerve and my back. Remember, my back still had pain. I've always had back pain. So he goes in there and fixes it, and I have no pain whatsoever. I come out. I feel great. A couple weeks later, so then, of course, I'm I'm just kind of chilling like they tell you to. I can't take any kind of uh, pain pills or anything, so... You know, didn't have any pain whatsoever. Felt great. Came back to work after about three or four weeks and slowly started kind of doing core work a little bit. You know, I just I started lifting. I didn't want to get too complacent. So I just started. So how I started, how I came back from back surgery is I used pretty much all bands. So I there's I used the, the, the lowest density band you could get. And basically I did all band work push-ups, overhead presses, rows, curls, just for me to keep going. One day, I'm sitting there going, dude, my back hurts. Why is my back hurt? I thought we fixed my back. And my son, who was actually in there with me, said, Dad, don't you remember the doc came in and said, look, we, we got the legs, but we weren't able to do the one for the back because it was too calcified, so we're going to have to just, just wait it out. You know, We're going to we're gonna have to do it another time. And I'm like, Dude, my deductible was already met. We need to get this thing done now. So my back, I still have back pain, but I don't have any numbness in my legs. So when I say I had back surgery, I did have back surgery, but I had back surgery for numbness in my legs, but he didn't do the surgery that was going to fix my back because I can fix my back on my own. Now, here's the kicker. Here's what I want to explain to everybody. I believe training in the gym hurts your back. Whenever you work out of the gym, basically it's a pin and push. You know, you sit down on a bench or a machine, you put a pin in, the machine stabilizes you, the bar goes up and down. So your body, your core is not engaging. So the only thing that's really holding you is that, let's say we're doing military press on a machine, right? Well, what's holding you? Your butt, you know, you know the bench is holding you and the weight's coming down on your spine.
1: Yeah. So, just are you just talking in general, like any machine, whether you're doing a chest press or lat pull down or
2: if I go to the gym for three days and do regular bro workouts, which you know, yeah. the pin and push stuff, three days later, my back will start bothering me. When I come back in my studio and I do stuff that nothing stabilizes your body, I'm doing a lot of a lot of bands, a lot of cables. Even when I do dumbbells, I don't let I'm not on any benches, I don't let anything stabilize me. My core is always engaged. Three days later, my back's not bothering me. That's happened to me more than one or two times. And I've I've had clients whose their back will bother them. And then they'll after three days in here, their back doesn't bother them. I think it's because whenever your body is stabilizing and your core engaged, and you know, I just think your back has to, I think there's just more support on your back than just doing regular bridges and planks and all that stuff. Every single set, every single rep. My core is being engaged. Where when I go to the gym and do pin and push, I'm just isolating that muscle that I'm training at the time. My core has to do nothing. That's my
1: core workouts. Core workouts solving the solving the issues with a problematic back using using bands using a workout routine where everything is from the core out. You know, you're starting with the core. Doesn't matter if you're working um, biceps, triceps. It's core stabilization and then working on the, the isolation of whatever muscle group you're working on. Yeah, I believe that you need to do exercises
2: where you're not stabilized by a bench. I don't think that you should lay down on a bench. I don't think you should sit out so on a bench.
1: So where can we uh, send people to either an online source or, or contact you or what's, what's a good source we can send people to find um, these exercises, whether they're building their own program or they're working with a trainer or they're looking for a trainer um what, what's a great source of these type of exercises that somebody that is on their fitness journey and maybe they are doing traditional gym on traditional machines and still having back issues um what's a great source we could send them to to kind of look into uh, an, a different option
2: well if you go to my if so my youtube video for my golf fitness probably has over 100 yep. videos on it now the golf fitness i probably so, and i have like five minute workouts that people can do uh you know for back pain uh travel workouts Things of that nature. So if they just go there. In fact, I just, you know, if you're if you follow me on Facebook, which is more of Chris Omi Golf Fitness, then I throw out a new workout, a routine, or a testimony every day, right? The Fit Over Forty. Um, i I'm not really throwing out a lot of videos. I'm more testimony. You know, more. I'm not throwing. You have to go to my Chris zombie Golf Fitness. Go through all the videos, and you'll find a lot of videos with those kind of exercises that mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And there's actually some, you know, workouts for back pain, cause of back pain. So that's where I would send everybody. So I'm a TP guy certified golf fitness instructor. So pretty much my main clientele is men, 50 to 75 year old executives. So that's who I've been working with since 05. So most guys who come in here that they have back issues and back pain after about two or three weeks go, you know what? I don't have any back pain anymore. So it's kind of a and it's just because I know why. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I know why. Because of the way, the way we train. You know, I'm elongating everything. I'm, we're doing core everything. It's 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 not just, you know, it's not about vanity. It's about longevity. We're doing training the
1: wrong way. Training the wrong way. You just need to switch that style to make the back pain. So today's episode had a lot of a lot of uh, story time, but to, just to shrink it down is if you're having back pain, you need to really take a look in you you Got your medical advice and diagnosis, still working out, still having that back pain. Look into a non-traditional way of working out and still getting your fitness on uh, with a program like like Chris offers. so, it was a lot of fun story time today. I like how <laughs> people are gonna relate to, they'd be screaming at their phone or whatever, they're like, why'd you wait two years? But you know, the moral of the story, you got, you got it checked out, you got it diagnosed, figured out what the problem was. And then on a deeper level, figured out you were aggravating the problem by not working out in a way to help um, relieve the pain, relieve the stress on your back. And so now you're at that point, living, living healthy, living stronger, and still being able to get your workouts in, and all you had to do was just change the style of workout. Exactly. So somebody out there is gonna be in the exact yeah, in the exact situation. That's why we wanted to do this episode. Talk about me chugging wine, talk about you falling out of trees.
0: Com.
1: Yeah, so that's episode 20. How to work out change your workout after back surgery, after neck surgery, still having back pain. Take it to another level, change your workout. It's worked for Chris, it's worked for others. So boom. Episode 20 in the books. Episode 21 coming up. I'm definitely gonna have a drink to celebrate us turning twenty-one. Alright, that's this week's episode. If you guys have questions? If you guys have questions, comment. Send us an email, DFW at Gmail or uh the DFW Fitness Zone on Twitter. Hit us up, ask us questions. We're getting a lot of good feedback from you guys. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Tim, play that outro music. Boom.